Welcome back to another episode of She's Busy AF. I'm your host, Lauren Loretto, and today we are talking all about trends, all the things about trends, everything you need to know as a marketer, as a business owner, to push your business into Q3 and just know what's going on and how you can adapt those things to your business. So we're going to, it's going to be kind of a quick episode today because I don't want to get too deep into too much, but give you just some like actionable knowledge to have. So without further ado, let's dive in. Okay, so Q2 was an interesting one. I don't know about you guys, but for us. So we're a B2B service providing business. We're an agency and it is slow season. So we had a really crazy... um January, February, March, (laughs) April and May and June, we're experiencing quite a slowdown. And it's crazy. Like, I forget that this happens every single year. (laughs) It's like June is just that time of year where things slow down for us. Investments are different. But also, like, we have to couple that with what's been going on in the economy and how the economy has also had a massive shift. And things are expensive now. Like, I don't know about you, but I cannot walk out of the grocery store no matter which grocery store I go to for less than $75 anymore. It's insane. So everyone's kind of feeling the heat of the economy. Um, But there's some other really interesting things happening in more of like business and marketing space of of operations, of marketing, internal, all of those things. So we're going to talk about three of those things. And I'm going to start with podcasting. So podcasting has like slowly been making a rise over the years. It's just more people are coming out with podcasts, more people are listening to podcasts. Um, I saw this stat. I'm actually going to pull it up right now. Uh, Let's see. In 2019, so on this chart, okay, this is not very good, but 0.7 to 2.56, um, which is basically this chart that I'm looking at is showing that 44% of C-suites, department heads, and owners know what a podcast is, and they are listening to podcasts. And they really are <laughs> becoming a very popular channel for B2B marketers. And um, they're using they're using podcasting to share thought leadership, showcase products and services, but also connect with potential customers on a deeper level. And that is just like this overarching, this is what they're doing, but how they're doing it is so creative in so many different ways. So... I am a huge fan of podcasting. Obviously, you're listening to my podcast. You're one of the people who listen. That audience pool is only getting larger. So I have some suggestions if you're thinking about podcasting. And I don't just mean in the sense of like having your own podcast. I do think every every B2B marketer, every marketer, business owner, whatever, everyone should own a podcast mic in some variety and make a point to speak and get more comfortable with speaking. And guys, I just have to say, if you're like listening to this and you're like, I am terrified to start a podcast or be on a podcast, we all start somewhere. Do me a favor and do not go back and listen to my first like 15 episodes. I can't even do it. Cringy, cringy to me. But we all have to start somewhere. Like, I don't think that I would be so willing to go get on a stage next week. Not that I am, I wish. And talk about something in my field if it weren't for the fact that I get on my podcast on a weekly basis and record an episode for you guys. And you're not even like sitting in front of me. But the confidence that comes with like continuing to speak about what you do and just like also like how that's impacted my business. I do a lot of research for this podcast. This podcast is a great example. This episode is a great example of that. You know, I'm bringing you trends and things that I'm seeing within our clients, but I'm also 
furthering my education and, and leaning into my team and, and talking to other people in my industry to see what's going on. And I'm bringing that information to you. And that also just, it's like, it's crazy. It just goes full circle. And so that's why I think for any industry that you're in, having a podcast can be so, so, so impactful. Even if you only have like 30 downloads or 40 downloads, like the fact that you have a podcast, you have a resource for people to go and tune into it, it's, it's invaluable. So there are a couple ways to podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to go through four like major ways that stood out to me. So one is start one as your personal brand effort. That's how I started She's Busy AF. I was like, okay, this is my personal brand. I at the time was focused on like mentorship and consulting. I didn't have my agency. And so really I wanted to grow my personal brand. I wanted people to know like not to sound narcissistic, but like to know my name and know like what I was associated with and also see how I blended my lifestyle with a being a business owner. And so uh, like two seasons ago, I definitely talked way more about, you know, things that were going on in my life, like when I announced I was having a baby and then when I got married and all of those things. And it's funny because my wedding episode is like my number one downloaded episode, which I would not have thought that because, you know, when I get on interviews with people or when I talk to people who've listened to She's Busy AF, they say they always come handy with a notebook and they like, they say they learn so much. And so I just would not expect that like (laughs) the episodes about my personal life would take us so much further, but it really has benefited my personal brand and my business is a reflection of my personal brand. The core values are the same. The, even the people we I've, that, you know, I've brought onto the team over time, like we're, I would be friends with those people in real life. (laughs) You know, we have like an awesome team and we've built a great culture. So starting a podcast as a personal brand effort can be really great because people want that inside peak. Like, what is it like building your business or what is it like, like you doing what you do on top of like what you're interested in? It's really great buy-in. Another way is to bring on relevant guests. Like you could start a podcast just with guesting and I think that your reach would be so much greater than if you just did monologue style, which is what I did for very long. Because you are tapping into their audiences too. You are asking, hey, can you just repost this on your story or send an email? Like you're asking them to share the podcast as well. And it's bringing a new audience to your side too. And maybe they tune into more than one episode because they've listened to the one with your guest. I love bringing guests on the podcast. I know you guys listening have loved some of our guests too. And it's just so cool to see like the spider web of connectivity across like anyone I brought on the podcast with like clients of mine and and so on. It's it's just really cool and it's a great way to grow your audience. Another way is to interview people within your own business. So like if you're a larger establishment or or you want to bring customers or clients on the podcast, it's a great way to also bring on and get more exposure to more audiences but also show like company culture and how you how you do your products and services, what your relationship is like with your clients. I'm dying to bring more of our clients on the podcast and talk to them about like different things within their industry and bring also bring exposure to like their industry and the things that we do within those industries. And then lastly, if starting your own podcast is not in the cards right now, if you're like, I, no, <laughs> just no, I'm not going to do it. It's like it can be a little challenging in the beginning. I definitely, if you haven't, if you don't know someone who's done podcasting before, I definitely recommend starting with a company that can help you launch it or work with us. <laughs> we can do that too. It's just like that initial like getting it off the ground so that you're not so stressed about the logistics and you have processes so you can take over. Like that's exactly what we did. We hired someone who, you know, specialized in this. This was like 
two and a half years ago. She got our podcast off the ground, helped us create some processes, and now we like edit and produce in-house. And it's amazing. So if starting your own podcast is not in the cards at this time, I'm so bad about going on tangents, then getting on podcasts is a great route. Now, I also think if you have a podcast, you should be on other podcasts too. Again, you're just like maximizing your reach of audiences. So all for it. But if you are like, I just cannot start my own right now, like get out there and get on podcasts. There are more people than ever listening to podcasts. It's just amazing. It's an amazing visibility tactic. So I'm not a PR agency, but what I can say or a PR professional, but what I what I can do is just give you a couple tips. First of all, reach out to people you know who have podcasts. Like pitch me. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you have a value to add or an interesting point of view on something and you know people with podcasts, get on their podcasts. That's just one way to kind of warm yourself up. And then from there, you can start pitching to other podcasts. So if you're bootstrapping, that kind of thing, or you hire a PR agency to get you on some some big deal, guys. So um, that is my rant on podcasting. The next thing I want to talk about is LinkedIn and how LinkedIn is booming. And I'm pretty sure I talked about this on the last Trends episode, but it's still very relevant. So 95% of B2B marketers use LinkedIn as an organic marketing tool. That's crazy. That is crazy. 95%. So if you are a B2B business, you can bet that just because B2B marketers are using it as an organic marketing tool, that they are also there and can be marketed to as well. It is the number one network for lead generation. LinkedIn is just, again, a spider web of connectivity and who you can get in front of and potential people you can meet. It's just really, really awesome. Um, one of our clients, we, uh, we do like monthly full service marketing for them. And our strategic partner focuses on like the social side of things. And so she's taken what we've done for the newsletter on a monthly basis and iterated that over into LinkedIn and also taken the blog talk content we've created and creating social posts out of it, out of it on LinkedIn. And we've really coached up the um, people at this company to use LinkedIn uh, as a visibility tactic to like bring more exposure to the brand as their personal brand. And it's done incredible things. I think we went from zero to 600 people subscribed to like their newsletter within LinkedIn. So they have like a LinkedIn newsletter, but then we have like the email newsletter. Zero to 600. And like, I think it was under a month. It was insane. And that's just by like inviting people to 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 see it, but also just having the owner of the company post a lot on his own LinkedIn and like use that as much as he would use TikTok or something else. LinkedIn is just so powerful. It's going to continue to be powerful, but this is the time now, if you're not on it, to get on it and start using it. Especially um, if there aren't a lot of people in your industry on it, like the potential there is just insane. I keep saying like interior designers, get on LinkedIn. Your ideal clients are there. Like it's wild. Party planners, eventing, get on LinkedIn. Um, finance specialists, like for for business owners and businesses, accounts so like accounting, CFO, get on LinkedIn. It is just like for people in marketing, it's so saturated. Oh, it's like there's so many people out there in my industry, but I still like find ways to make connections in other ways. But just by posting and engaging with content in industries that are not saturated there on LinkedIn, oh my gosh, it is a gold mine. Thank me later. Okay, the last one is going to be. You guessed it. <laughs> the increasing use of artificial intelligence in marketing and honestly business in general. There is a lot of concern around like job replacement with AI. And I just want to say this is not a thing. <laughs> Articulating feelings really can't be done by a robot. And 
I just think that like the generative AI that's happening with Photoshop and just other design tools, like it's really not going to replace an artist. It's just not. Um, and I don't think it can for a really long time. Maybe, maybe, maybe one day. But it's all about like articulating thoughts and feelings. And half the time, like our clients can't even articulate really what they want to us. And we have to kind of beat around the bush with different questions to figure that out. And so really the service we provide is so much greater than what AI can do. AI can be a great jumping off point for some things, but it, it really can't, I don't think start to finish, it can't carry things through in a proper brand voice and tone and even like visual capacity. What it can and is being used for, especially in our business, is automations. So what we love about it, and I'm going to talk about some tools we can automate a lot and get our time back so we can focus on other efforts. We use it for some clients to help like generate content ideas and um, like just a copy jumping off point, but it saves us so much time. Like I don't know about you guys, but sometimes like just starting is difficult. Just starting. I feel like that's so true in so many areas of life. You want to start a diet. You want to start working out. You want to start posting on social media. The starting is really difficult. And so if you have like an AI tool that can help you start a process by giving you ideas, it's just so, so, so valuable. And I would almost consider that like a form of automation because you are using a tool to get you to a result faster, whereas you wouldn't have done it before. So you're autom- you're kind of like automating a process. Um my dog just growled. <laughs> so it allows you to focus on other efforts. So our favorite AI apps at this time are Grammarly. And Grammarly has been around for a really long time, really long time. But Grammarly's just gotten better and better. And we use it on everything. It's attached to the Google Doc I'm in right now. It's attached to my email, Canva. And it really helps us like capture typos and allow us to like regenerate sentences that could be written better. Like that's what a lot of people go use ChatGPT for, make this sound better, which is like a terrible use of the tool. Like, let me just say it can do so much more than that. But Grammarly is already capable of that. They've been doing this forever. Love Grammarly. Copy AI is our ChatGPT. And let me just tell you why. And we pay for Copy AI. ChatGPT only has up to, I think, 2021 of historical data. So if you are looking for anything like more recent and trend bound, um, to like include in anything you're doing. So to have it give you stats or whatever, uh, Copy AI can do that. Copy AI can also scan web pages. I don't think ChatGPT can unless you pay for it. But like I said, we just kind of bypassed ChatGPT and went straight into Copy AI. And I think it's a way more robust tool. I we, Like I said, we pay for it. We love it. Um, so definitely, I definitely recommend um, Copy AI. What that's allowed us to do with a lot of different clients is help us come up with like sequences or different ways to say things based on industries. Um, one of our clients does a, a recurring webinar series and we use it to come help come up with like catchy titles. We've never actually taken anything verbatim from Copy AI, just FYI. AI FYI. <laughs> <laughs> we always put something in there and then play with the results and just kind of form something together based on that. But the accuracy really is incredible. Like if you give it a web page and say, scan this web page and help me write um, a product description, it does it. And it's it's really, really, really cool. Pod Squeeze is another one of my favorites. I'm actually going to link this one in the show notes. If you have a podcast, you need to be using Pod Squeeze. It's really, really cool. I say that about a lot of things, but this one really is. And it's allowed us to automate a lot of things we do with the podcast. So when I finish recording a podcast, Hope on my team goes in and edits it. 
And then once she's edited edited it, she drops it in Drive and an automation is created then within our project management system to put the podcast in PodSqueeze. Once it's put in PodSqueeze, it generates a million things. It generates timestamps, um, social media topics, uh, show notes. It'll even j- take a stab at like a newsletter. Again, I usually have to edit a lot of these, but what I love about like the timestamps, for example, is it goes through the entire episode and like based on topics, it breaks out what we're talking about, which I feel like so many people spend a lot of time doing when they're editing. And so it automates all of that for us. Oh gosh, what else does it do? It does like Twitter, like tweet recommendations based on the episode. It pulls out quotes. So if it finds that anything is super valuable, it'll pull it out and say who said it. So if you have a guest on, like this is great. I love using it for that. So Pod Squeeze overall, like 10 out of 10, it's really saved us a lot of time in the podcasting process. I can't recommend it enough. And I'm like, I'm an affiliate. So my affiliate is in the show notes, but like it's for a good reason. Like I think every person with a podcast should be on here. Also, even if you do like webinars, like we've uploaded client webinars to Pod Squeeze and had it break out stuff as well. Like it's this is not specific, I think, to podcasts. I think as long as you have an audio file, you can use it to help you create content. It's just incredible. And then Loom. Has anyone noticed on Loom? This is going to be so great coming into Q3. We do so many Loom videos. It's not even funny. <laughs> like I'm, we have a lot of Loom videos. Loom now it generates titles based on what you talked about. Um, and I think 90% of the time it's highly accurate. It also generates transcriptions now if you have the paid plan. I think this is so cool. It saves me a lot of time, aka like 10 seconds maybe <laughs> for writing titles, but still like I love it. It includes emojis. It makes it very interactive. We love it. Loom is amazing. So I just want to wrap this up by saying we're going into Q3. I, I can't believe that, which means we're getting closer to Q4. And this is really, really, really the time that you want to ramp up. We see it every single year in our business. Like we ramp up in the summer. We are slammed come November, December, January. Believe it or not. <laughs> and that's because of every all the efforts we put into play now. And I, you know, I've said this quote a million times. I'm a big believer that what you do right now will or will not pay off. Well, it will pay off in one way or another. 90 days from now. Same thing with what you don't do. What you don't do, you will feel 90 days from now. So put the efforts in now just because it's slow. If it's slow for you, doesn't mean, you know, you should focus on sales or, you know what I mean? Like focus on marketing, focus on visibility. Visibility will get you through. All right. That's it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm really excited. The next few weeks, we have some stellar guests coming on the podcast. We have um, someone coming on. I'm not going to say her name yet. You're going to have to be surprised um, unless you're listening to this like six weeks from now and you can already see it. <laughs> we have someone coming on to talk to us about like the uh, visual generative AI tools that are coming out right now and what we think about them. And then we also have a nonprofit business owner coming on the podcast to talk about what do nonprofits look like in 2023 and how like how does marketing how has marketing changed how and how have things shifted from the way nonprofits have operated in the past and it's a really awesome conversation you're definitely going to want to tune in. All right guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of She's Busy AF. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>